The Atlanta Braves pick up a big road win over the Philadelphia Phillies 5-3 on Tuesday despite Ronald Acuna Jr. continuing to be out of the lineup and some command issues with Charlie Morton early in the game in particular, but they get some big hits from Matt Olson and Travis Darno as they pull away late for the win and A.J. Minter getting his first save of the season with Kenley Jensen, Jansen on the I.L. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves, so let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we are covering your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. And obviously right here, we're covering your Atlanta Braves. And I am doing the covering and Jake Mastriani, and I'm the host of this podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball, and you can check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at TomahawkTake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves where you can be part of the conversation, send in any questions, comments, feedback that you may have for the podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well and hit the notification bell so you get notified whenever I post a new episode. And thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. And hey, Braves fans, you're going to love this sponsor we have for today's episode. It is brought to you by Sports Card Investor and Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards. Reimagine. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the 5 to 3 win for the Atlanta Braves over the Philadelphia Phillies on Tuesday night. Very good game. Um, going up against Zach Wheeler, getting a win. Matt Olson, Travis Darno with some big hits in this game. Minter gets his first save. Kenley Jansen goes to the IL. Ronald Acuna Jr. remains in Atlanta as they're taking a look at that bruised foot. So we'll cover all of that on today's episode and preview Wednesday's game as well. But going back to Tuesday, they do get the five to three win. And when you get a win uh, on a game that Zach Wheeler starts, that's obviously a huge win. Uh, when you can do that, especially on a day where Charlie Morton did not have his best stuff and certainly was battling throughout. We'll cover that a little bit later in the episode. But again, just a huge win with Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies, kicking off a road trip in an important division series. Mets also lost, so the Braves pick up a game. They're now just four back of the New York Mets in the NL East. And again, beating the Phillies, separating a little bit or creating a little bit of separation between those two teams. So, again, all these games right now are going to be huge going down the stretch. All these division games, there's a lot left. This is only the second series of the year between the Braves and Phillies, and you know we have 15 more left with the Mets. So all these games against the Mets and Phillies are going to be highly crucial as we go throughout the season. As far as the stars of the game on Tuesday, got to go with Matt Olson on a day where – you know, we get past the weekend of Freddie Freeman and the emotion that that was and the the former first baseman for the Braves. And then there's still more conversation about that on Tuesday as he finally has announced that uh, he could be stepping away from Excel management. His agents over there who 
I think we all know now completely messed up the situation and negotiations for Freddie Freeman. The only real surprise here is that it took as long as it did uh, for him to part with his, his uh, agents over there. But moving on from all of that, the current first baseman for the Braves had a big game on Tuesday. And I talked about this on Sunday. You know, again, you're getting through that reunion weekend of Freddie Freeman. And that's got to take a little bit of pressure off Matt Olson, I think. Um, you know, I don't think it was necessarily affecting his play at all. But you got to feel like he can relax a little bit knowing, yes, Braves fans for the majority, you know, still love Freddie Freeman and appreciate what he did. But Matt Olson's our guy and he's going to be our guy going forward. And he knows Braves fans have his back and how much they love him. And they see the love that Braves fans gave Freddie Freeman. And I'm sure he wants that from Braves fans. And I think he's gotten it. And so hopefully now he can settle down, calm down a little bit, and become that big bat in the middle of the order, which he's been for a lot of the season. And here lately, I've noticed Matt Olson has just been missing baseballs. He's been popping up a lot and just getting under some of these baseballs. And in his first home run in the first inning, he got under that one. Uh, but got it enough to get it out to right field. Had another home home run later in the game to give the lead back to the Braves after they blew a 3-1 to one lead. That was a laser shot, and then he also lined out to center. He had three balls in this game, all of them 101 miles per hour or harder. He had exit velocities of 110 miles per hour on his first home run. He had a 101.1 mile per hour line out, and then his other home run was 108.6 off the bat. So, Certainly great to see for Matt Olson uh, starting to square up some baseballs, come up with some big hits, and getting some balls to leave the yard. Had somebody ask me on Twitter the other day, you know, where's the home run power from, from Matt Olson that we were sold on when the Braves traded for him? And, you know, again, a, a lot of it could be due to the, the baseballs they're using this year. But, I mean, the guy leads the league in doubles. You got to figure they're playing with the baseballs of the past. That's probably, you know, four or five more home runs right there. But good to see him starting to leave the yard a little bit more consistently. So great to see. Big game from Matt Olson. Big game from Travis Darno, And the guy just continues to hit. He jumped on a 97-mile-per-hour fastball for a home run in the first inning to put the Braves on the board. But he also had a big single up the middle in the third inning to score Michael Harris with two strikes. And to me, that was that was one of the better sequences of this game. The home runs are great. I tweeted it out during the game. Home runs are cool and all, but I love seeing this team be able to manufacture runs. And Michael Harris gets on to start the inning, kind of a you know a jam shot that bloops into right field. Dansby Swanson hits one that almost gets out, but it's deep enough, and Michael Harris tags up from first base to get into scoring position. And then Travis Darno, like I said, gets the two strikes against Zach Wheeler, puts the bat on the ball, and gets it up the middle for a hit that scores Michael Harris at the big Third run right there. And I'm really starting to love Travis Darno in the two-hole for this lineup. I know Dansby Swanson's been great there, and I'm sure he'll go back there once Ronald returns. But I really love the at-bats that Travis Darno gives you. He doesn't walk enough, and that's my only complaint. Zach Wheeler, even in this game, tried to walk Travis Darno, and he swung at a pitch above his shoulders on a 3-1 pitch. So I don't love that he doesn't take the walks whenever they're being given to him, but he does typically put together a good at bat each time up there, and he puts the ball in play. So I love him in that two-hole, and he's been great there uh, when, when called on. But you look at the NL catcher ranks, 
And unfortunately, he, he just misses the qualifications for a lot of these rankings because he splits time with, with William Contreras, who also has been very good, and it's great to keep both of those guys fresh. But you look at where Travis Darno ranks among NL catchers, and I think he's got to start getting some consideration for the all-star team. I know voting's you know currently already pretty deep in progress, but he's fifth in hits among NL catchers, fourth in runs, tied for first in doubles, second in home runs, first in runs batted in, first in average among catchers with at least 150 at-bats, first in slugging, and second in OPS. I mean, he is in the top five of a lot of the big offensive categories among NL catchers. I think he definitely deserves some love for the All-Star game. I mentioned the Braves blew a 3-1 to lead, uh, and the Phillies tied it up on a home run in the seventh inning. And then Matt Olson came back with that home run in the top of the eighth to give the Braves a lead back. And then they got an add-on run, which is always huge. Duvall had a good two-strike hit. Kind of thought he swung at the pitch before that, but uh, we will we'll let that go. Uh, but a good two-out two or two-strike hit from Adam Duvall, wrapped it in the left-field corner. But what I loved about this play, Ronald Washington actually held up Orlando Arcia, which you don't see very often, and Arcia blew through the stop sign. Not only that, Wash is standing in the base path, and Arcia has to run around him to get to home plate, and then Wash has to dodge the throw coming to home plate. First of all, I don't know how that's not an illegal position for Ron, Ron Washington to be there, but it just thought it was an interesting kind of funny play, the fact that Wash actually held somebody up and the fact that somebody ran through a stop sign from Ron Washington. And not only were they safe, but they had to dodge Ron Washington on the way. Just kind of a crazy play there. Thought they had a chance for another run. Michael Harris was up next. Hit a high hopper to shortstop that I thought Adam Duvall had time to score on, but he held up. Didn't go home. Braves, unfortunately, don't get that extra run there. But they do get one add-on run, giving a little bit more cushion for the ninth inning. So thought it was a good game by the offense. Got to Zach Wheeler early, and we're able to get to the Phillies a bullpen late to get the win. Talk about Charlie Morton, the struggles that he had, and how he battled through that, and also who got the first chance to save a game with Kenley Jansen on the IL. We'll talk about that next. Whether you're a casual card collector or looking for exciting alternative investment opportunities, the free sports card investor app has something for you. Breakout stars or prospects debuting, check the value or find great deals on their first cards. Nostalgia and old players, go back in time and see how much your favorite old cards are worth today. Interested in getting into sports cards, find great deals on your favorite players. It's completely free. Easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds added each week as well check the latest values of your favorite card with seven day or 30 day charts mind the best prices and buy directly through the app with our ebay deals feature download the sports card investor app today i have and i have surely enjoyed it as well as somebody who uh, likes collecting baseball cards available for free in the google play and apple app stores or go to the sports card investor app.com backslash locked on that would help support the show if you go to sportscardinvestorapp.com slash locked on, download the Sports Card Investor app today. I promise that you will enjoy it. Charlie Morton went up against Zach Wheeler on a Tuesday and we talked about Charlie Morton been really good over his past three starts. Was not great in this one, at least watching the game command wise. He was clearly struggling 
early on and did not have it in this game, fighting with his command from the very beginning. Ran into trouble in the first inning after the Braves spotted him a 2-0 lead. Uh, He gets into some trouble in the bottom half of the first. Fortunately, gets out of there, only allowing one run, but then it just continued to be a battle for him the rest of the game. There was a point where I thought we would be happy to see Charlie Morton get through four innings. Had his best inning in the fifth inning. Ends up working into the sixth inning, and if not for some shoddy defense by Marcelo Zuna in left field, I think he makes it through sixth inning. I think the majority of left fielders probably get to that ball and catch it. At the very least, they they stop it from rolling to the wall and giving up a triple. Uh, The final line for Charlie Morton, five and two-thirds, seven hits, four walks, two earned runs, and five strikeouts. Um, You know, still, despite the – the command issues and the control. He didn't get hit hard in this one. Only had four hard hit balls against him. He gave up three hits in that sixth inning, which he just could not get through. But only one of those hits was hard hit. The triple that Ozuna couldn't catch uh, was only hit 91 miles per hour. It had an expecting batting average of 120. Look, Ozuna does not need to be in the field anymore. And I understand the injury to Ronald Acuna Jr. kind of forcing the hand and... Brian Snicker felt like he needed to get a another big bat in there against Zach Wheeler, so he started Mike Ford. Look, start Heredia, leave Ozuna at DH. If you need a big at bat late in the game, then you can pinch hit Mike Ford at that point. But I'd rather have the defense in these games. So put Heredia out there. Please do not put Ozuna back at DH or back in the field anymore. Leave him in the DH spot. Uh, but hopefully Ronald's back soon and we don't, really have to worry about this quite as much and rosario although he's not a huge defensive upgrade he could be back soon as well he but morton did get some great defensive help behind him great play by adam duvall in right field almost a triple play but got a double play out of it michael harris great job cutting off a ball in the hole uh, Dansby swanson made some great plays not necessarily behind charlie morton but particularly in the ninth inning uh, made a couple of really good plays to finish off the win so Morton was able to navigate through it, and I think that's the biggest thing for him in this one. No, he didn't have it. You're not always going to have your best stuff, but he was able to work into the sixth inning, keep the Braves right there in a game against Zach Wheeler, who honestly started to cruise after that third inning through the Braves lineup. So I thought this was a a very um, good start from Charlie Morton. Certainly not in line with what we've seen over his last three games, only nine swings and misses. His last three games, he was getting you know 15 to 20 swings and misses Uh, per game so certainly not that type of outing but it shows you the veteran that he is that even when he doesn't have his best stuff he can battle through it and give you some length and keep you in a ball game and that's what you want out of your veteran starting pitcher dylan lee came into the game in the sixth inning after charlie morton just could not escape there gave up some some weak hits i asked for more dylan lee and we got it he did get out of that sixth inning jam without further damage but then he gave up a leadoff homer to Kyle Schwarber to start the seventh that allowed the Phillies to tie the game. And look, Kyle Schwarber is just a different beast in the month of June. Go look up his numbers. They are historic. Um, but I still love Dylan Lee. Look, even after giving up the homer, I would have been fine for letting him finish off that inning. That was not the case. Brian Snicker went out and got Colin McHugh, and I'm glad that he did. And I mentioned yesterday, you know, frustrated because when he brings out Dylan Lee, he's been bringing in Darren O'Day a lot as the right-handed reliever to come in for Dylan Lee. 
I'm glad it was Colin McHugh this time, and McHugh was absolutely fantastic. And he's going to have to be – he's going to need to step up with Kenley Jansen out and um, Tyler Matzik, you know, not back yet. And he was great on Tuesday. He came in and threw an inning and two-thirds, no hits, no walks, no earned, and four strikeouts. I mean, he was absolutely – brilliant just locking down the game there giving the Rays offense a chance to come back and take the lead as they did so really loved what McHugh did on Tuesday coming into this game getting out out of that seventh inning and then working the eighth inning as well I thought that was huge and very telling for the role that McHugh will have going forward and then it was Mentor he was first up Ryan Snicker said that the save opportunities will be split between Mentor and Will Smith I think Mentor should get the majority of those save opportunities when he is fresh and ready to go. And he gets the first call here on Tuesday and locks things down. Like I said, some great plays from Dansby Swanson in that ninth inning to help him out uh, behind him. But I uh, love, love mentor coming into the situation. Thought he did great. I really thought the pitching in this game overall was really great. Like I said, Morton didn't have it. Was still able to give you some length and keep the team in it. No Dylan Lee gave up the home run, but otherwise got out of jam in the sixth inning and then handed the ball over to McHugh who was really great for an inning and two-thirds, and then Mentor capping it off. So all around, I thought it was just a really good win for the Braves, getting some runs early off of Zach Wheeler, which is what you have to do before he starts to get on a run. And then the pitching holding things down until the Braves could get to that Phillies bullpen. And that's really the formula against the Phillies is, you know, hold things up in the early innings and get their starter out of there and go to work against their bullpen. Uh, That has been the strategy for years now against the Phillies, and it worked out for the Braves on Tuesday night as they pick up the win. Next, we'll talk about how they can do that on Wednesday, the pitching matchup there as well. Can Kyle Wright bounce back after a couple of rough outings? We'll discuss that next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions of couple couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's Vince Jewelers will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring, making each ring a one-of-a-kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Just use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when choosing Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto or exact same Car part at a chain store or new car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. And they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. 
Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Before we get into Wednesday's game, did want to just give a little bit of news and updates on some injuries. I mentioned Ronald Acuna did not make the trip with the team to Philadelphia. He stayed back in Atlanta as they continue to work on his foot. Brian Snicker mentioned that he could be back by the end of the Phillies series. He said he just, whenever he's ready, he'll return to the team. I don't think he returns in this Phillies series. I think hopefully there's a chance he returns over the weekend in Cincinnati, but I just don't see them rushing him back for this Phillies series. Just let that foot heal up completely. And like I said, hopefully he'll be ready for this weekend. Mentioned Kenley Jansen going to the IL with an irregular heartbeat, something that he has struggled with in the past. They do think that he'll be back coming off the 15, the 15 days and that it won't be more than that. Uh, that's what it's been for him in the past. When he's had this, he can still throw, do his bullpens and all that. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Hopefully that issue clears up. Obviously anything with the heart, very serious issue. Eddie Rosario continues his rehab assignment, went 0 for 4 at Gwinnett on Tuesday. Tyler Matzik was scheduled to start his rehab on Tuesday, but they had a rainout down in Augusta, so that will get pushed back in day. But hopefully he can be ready by the weekend, possibly as well. That would be huge for the bullpen, like I said, with Kenley Jansen down. Previewing a Wednesday's matchup, Kyle Wright versus Ranger Suarez. Suarez has been solid in the month of June at 3-3-3 ERA, giving up three earned or less and three starts and going at least five and two-thirds and three of them as well. He has struggled with walks, issuing nine free, free passes in his last three starts, so hopefully the Braves hitters will be a little bit patient with Suarez. Doesn't strike out a ton of, ton of batters, just 57 strikeouts in 72 in the third innings this year. How Suarez succeeds by getting a weak contact on his sinker and changeup. He's looking to get hitters on top of the baseball and get some ground balls. Has an average exit velocity against, or he's in the 88th percentile in average exit velocity against and 91st percentile in hard hit percentage. So doesn't give up a lot of hard hits. Braves got to him back in May, scoring five times on six hits and four walks in just four and a third innings. So hopefully they can duplicate that performance this time around. As for Kyle Wright, Really cooled off since his hot April that he had, a 3.94 ERA in May and a 4.02 ERA in June. So, again, since that first month, he's been more of a, a four ERA pitcher, a, a number four type of starter, still giving them plenty of length. He's gone at least five innings and eight straight starts. He's only failed to get through the fifth inning once this year, so he's at least giving the Braves length. Uh, missed a lot over the plate the last couple of games. He's given up double-digit hits in back-to-back games, so hopefully that's a trend that stops on Wednesday. And he's given up three earned or more in his last three starts. So hopefully this is a, a big bounce, bounce, bounce back game for Kyle Wright, who's had a couple of rough ones in June. Hopefully it's a more dominant performance for Kyle Wright. He can kind of get back on track of more of what we were seeing in April. And like I said, hopefully we have a better update for Acuna on Wednesday as well. Hopefully he is getting closer to returning. Um, and hopefully the Braves can win the game. On Wednesday, go ahead and wrap up the series because they got Aaron Nola lurking in Thursday's game. So want to try to take care of business on Wednesday. Like I said, hopefully Kyle Wright has a good game. Hopefully the Braves offense can get after Ranger Suarez as they did a month ago and go ahead and wrap up this series against their division rival. That will do it for this episode. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow talking about game two 
between the Braves and the Phillies. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects, where host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, and that is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thanks for listening, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop of All. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 